Hey guys, welcome to Celestial Connection. Um, it's me, Marcos. We got Moises here. We got Karen, and we have our special guest with us, Jose Santiago, who's going to be joining us today. Um, so last time we were in this uh, episode of Counterculture, we did belief in an age of disbelief. But this time we're going to be looking at faith in an age of fear. Mm. And as we're wrapping up this um, series, we want you guys to come with us on this journey where we explore faith and we explore what it means to have faith in this world that is so governed by fear now, where every little mm. thing makes people scared. Mm. And we want to be bold and move boldly through this world, showing that we don't have fear of anything except for the fear of God that empowers us to move through this world. Amen. Amen. So um, let's say a prayer to begin, and then um, we're going to have Brother Jose introduce himself and give a little bit about himself and his ministry. So um, let, let's pray together. Father God, we come before your presence and we just give you thanks, Lord. We give you thanks for this opportunity you have given us, Lord, and this platform you have given us, Lord, so that we could, God, can speak about you, God, and for you, God, and to people who need to hear about you, my Lord. Lord, let us be vessels used, God, for your glory, my God, and God, take us, God, give us words to speak, God, and help us delve deeper, God, help us expand our own understanding, God, not only through this conversation, but God, also through the word that you have given us, Lord. Let us look into your word, God, and let this word reach those who need it, God. Give us wisdom, Lord, and let us speak clearly, God, so that everyone who hears God can leave God, nourish God, that they can leave God with a message, God, that they can share with others, Lord. We ask you all these things in the name of your son, Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. So, um, Brother Jose, tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Uh, like you said, my name is Jose Santiago. I am the founder of Impact of Power Ministries, and I've been in ministry a little over 11 years now. I started just before I turned 16. I'm 27 now, so it's been a while. Um, it's a ministry where God has been opening many doors. I'm, I'm rarely home. I'm always out preaching in different places. So God has been doing very powerful things. Um, uh, I've been seeing God heal, deliver, restore, speak. So it's, it's been an amazing time in my life where I've been seeing seeing the things that God has spoken over me since I was a young child. So it's been an, it's definitely been an amazing time. Amen. 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 That's amen. awesome. And since we um, also introduced Karen, adding Karen to this upcoming session that we have with the series, um, you're going to be seeing a lot more from her starting today. Uh, but we just kind of want to shoot out that general question is, what is faith? Yeah, let, let's let, you know, but and to just bring Karen in, just fully rein her in, <laughs> let, let's start with Karen. We're, we're going to go all go around. around. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. going to yeah. speak, but let, let's hear what, Karen, what do you think, what is faith? What 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 do you get from that? Faith is, um, okay, I got to think, man. Speak up, please. Um, So to me, faith is like um, the knowledge that you're going to get through it. Not in what like condition you come out, but knowing that you'll come out, and knowing okay. it'll happen. Okay, I like right. that. I like that. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. okay. What are you all there? Okay. All right. Well, uh, obviously, I go back to what Hebrews eleven one says, but I like one specific word that it says. It says, "Now faith is the assurance." Ooh. So, um, like oh yeah. That. One thing I like, and one thing I know that that faith is, is being sure that something is gonna happen regardless of the circumstances that you're dealing with. So it's like, I don't need to see that I'm healed to believe that I'm going to be healed. So it's being sure of what's going to happen, regardless of the external circumstances, the internal feelings that I'm dealing with. Amen. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like oh, yeah. that. I like that. He said assurance. Mine's kind of yeah. goes with assurance, but mine's is complete trust in something. Now, the reason why I say something is because a lot of us have faith when we're sitting down because we believe that these four legs are going to hold us mm -hmm. because it was constructed, right? And it was properly, and it just makes sense. Ergonomically, it makes sense. But one of the things that we forget is that faith is also something that it goes beyond what we feel is right and what God feels is right. So a lot of times having faith means that whatever the case may be in a, in a certain situation that you are in, 
sometimes his way is going to be right and your way is going to be wrong, but it won't make sense to you. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought up the word trust because that's, that's sort of what my answer boils down to. Faith is essentially your trust mm-hmm. in someone. And, I, and like Brother Jose said in Hebrews 11.1, 1, he went off of assurance. I went, I'm, my word is confidence, actually, mm. oh, wow. because you are confident. Like you don't, there's, confidence is, in other words, a lack of doubt. And you are not doubting. You are confident that whatever the Lord said or whatever you are believing for is going to come to pass, whether it be you move on to that next stage in your career or you move on to the next level in your faith. You have that confidence that God is going to take you there and you're not doubting him. Amen. 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 I think, what do you want to break down into? Well, now jumping into our main topic, faith in an age of fear. Okay, we can. Um, Let's... Let's, let's hit a question. Let's hit a good question really quick. Right. And this is sort of more of a personal question. Have you ever found yourself deeply afraid? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you're looking at me or her? I can't tell who you're looking <laughs> anyone, at. Anyone, <laughs> anyone, anyone can answer. Okay, anyone. Okay, I'm not going to pipe up. Don't, yeah. don't be afraid to button. Okay. No, oh, yeah. You, for sure. uh, I mean, for me, yeah, there's, there's been definitely seasons in my life where I've been afraid um, whether it's because of a, a doctor's diagnosis, whether it's a, a family member going through something, whether it's the uncertainty of certain situations in my life. Well, yeah, there are, there are seasons in our life where what you're dealing with um, emotionally, mentally, externally will cause you to feel yes. that fear. And I think as believers, us as a church, we got to understand that no matter how holy, spiritual, how much we pray, there will be moments in our lives where we will feel fear. Oh, yeah. That's you true. Know, we'll feel fear, but it's what we do when we do feel fear that makes yes. the difference. There you go. Yeah. You know, it, it, that sort of brings me back to when the disciples were on the boat with Jesus yeah. in the storm. They were afraid, but instead of trusting, and it's, it's, I really like what you said, it's what you're going to do in that moment of yeah. fear. They began to cry out, mm-hmm. and what they uttered with their mouth was that we are perishing. Yeah, That's right. Because our, our tongue has the power of life and death. Mm-hmm. What we speak, and I'm not talking about like this manifesting thing that's going on nowadays, mm-hmm. but rather using your mouth to proclaim life, to proclaim blessing, mm-hmm. rather than proclaiming death, like what the disciples did. And every time we find ourselves in a place of fear, we have that decision to make. Yeah. Whether we say with our mouth, I will make it through this. I will be okay because the Lord walks with me. And even yeah. if I die, because to live is Christ and to die is gain. But... As long as I'm with the Lord, I know I'll make it through it. Wh- whatever the outcome may be, as long as I'm with him, I am blessed. Amen. Mm-hmm. I have, so I have like a little breakdown for it. I mean, well, I categorize it, you know, f- there's fear and then there's also scare. Yeah. Because scare is temporary, mm-hmm. you know, but a fear lasts. Mm-hmm. And it, it depends because if, I mean, in most cases, we allow our fear to change our mindset and things. Yeah. So we'll go through something, something happens in our relationship, something happens with our family. And instantly the first thing we do is, oh, wait. But I had this planned out and now I'm going to take a different path because all of because this one little tiny thing changed. So we allow fear to change our mindset and govern what's happening next. So that's why I think that there's like two differences. You know, there, we have scares and we have like scares. Like if, if I see a cockroach, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, or Karen seeing that spider earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, ah! <laughs> yeah. that's a scare. Yeah. But for some reason, there's 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 this big fear that Christians face 
whenever you know something happens and we're gonna enter through there <coughs> covid <laughs> you know uh, honestly and adding to that i believe i believe like you said scare is something momentary mm -hmm. like if i don't know you're behind the door and you jump out you scared me that's yeah. something momentary but fear is more has to do with more of anticipation of what will happen Ooh, it builds yes. it builds it's yeah, like not that. about that you know it's going to happen or whatever it's more like I'm anticipating something to happen or not to happen. And then that mentally is like, I'm already fearful <laughs> and you, nothing has even happened. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. at all. That's yeah, amazing crazy. because like some observation I just had is like, like you said, the door analogy. If someone jumps out from behind the door, I'm scared in the moment. Mm -hmm. But fear, it grabs your heart. Exactly. From even beforehand, mm -hmm. before months, weeks, even before like whatever you're fearing could even come about because there's no even guarantee that it could come about. Yeah. But it grips your heart and it, causes you to change the way you think it changes the way you approach things it changes yeah. the way you act even yeah yeah exactly amen i mean and i think right now i think we're like we're in a perfect position to be talking about what's going on right now especially with covid and everything that's happening you kind of mentioned covid um i mean we don't have to we don't have to go all the way around but we can each say something that that we've uh that we fear that we have feared after or during the process of covid like for example one of the things that i feared was the church is closing down because everyone considered the churches to have been the building. Mm -hmm. uh, we got into this whole dialogue where the church was, you know, only a sacred place where you went and they forgot that we are the mm -hmm. temple of the exactly. Lord and we are the Come church. On. So um, that's just like a little breakdown. We, I just want to see everyone's mindset is with that because COVID really, COVID really built fear into Christians' lives. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't build, it built. Yeah. Meaning that once we saw what was happening and everything that's coming with it and all the stages of it, we 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 have that already in our DNA now. Yeah, yeah. I think I think what also COVID did is expose a lot of people. Oof. It exposed Ooh. the fear that people already had. Yes, yes, yes. That, like that. That's something that I've seen. Like again, um, I've mm. been ministering so many years, and I go through so many churches. And the funniest thing was, I have never seen an explosion in my personal ministry until COVID hit. Mm. Why? Because I was one of the few preachers that still was willing to go out and lay hands and minister right. while other mm. ministers and pastors and preachers they were like no I, well, I don't want i don't want to do it i don't want to lay hands and it's like then how can you come to me and preach to me about a god that heals come on if you're scared i'm gonna break it down but it's like how can you come to me and tell me a god that heals and delivers and now you're scared to go into the temple um, and lay hands when the Bible even says that Jesus said, um, if someone's sick among you, call the elders, elders of the church elders. and lay hands yes. for the for the prayer of the righteous availeth much. How can we talk about Jesus saying, go forth and lay hands on the sick? And they, how can we talk about that when we're fearful? Oh, no, I can't lay hands on you because you're sick. Oh, no, you got COVID in this. Yet not once in my life, not once that I've ever read the Bible had I ever seen Jesus being scared to hug a leper. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Oh my god, this is oh, good. This is good. That's go for it, take go. Okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> we, so we kind of, yeah. It's you and I. <laughs> no, 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 you take it. It's like, no, I, I already I said give it. you space because I could but go on all day. I, I think the, the craziest thing ever that we've seen is that obviously people have forgotten their identity as a church, mm -hmm. right? Because, like I said, this whole skepticism of what a church is, is um, they, they've kind of boxed it up. Yeah. So, oh, I go to church to be a good person. I go to church so that others can see me in a community doing something. But in reality, when we go to church, it's it's a whole different purpose than that. Yeah. And the fact that it's been building on, it's something that's been building on. And we let fear from the back, from way back, enter our lives in a moment of desperate, in a moment where where we didn't know what was next because there wasn't a cure. Mm -hmm. 
And out of nowhere, we started seeing, I mean, I, I definitely started seeing ministries fall. Yeah. I saw evangelists yeah. fall. I saw prophetic people fall. Yeah. It, it was it was rough. But yeah. the, the important part that we have to at least distinguish between this is that it wasn't a scare for most. It was fear. It was fear. Yeah. Yes. You want to say something, Mark? Um, yeah, it's sort of jumping around with that because um, a lot of people nowadays in the church, and it's sad to say, but not only were they fearful, but they are continuing to be fearful. Mm. And that's why, like, you see in many congregations, numbers are going down because people are scared. Like, in every every other week, there's something new coming on the news, and they're fear-mongering. Florona. And people are letting what the world tells them dictate how they're living their lives rather than what God is telling them. Amen. And they're letting the world's influence and the world's words speak louder than God's words. And as a result, mm-hmm. the church is speaking quieter than the world mm-hmm. is speaking because we are letting ourselves be overtaken by the news and all the different media of the world that is telling us to be fearful. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. Amen. What about you, Karen? Well, what do you got? Well, what do you think? How did, I mean, we can, we can re- rewrite it, it differently. Back, but back on what he's saying. Run it back. Yeah. Run it back, run it back. Like, for example, um, COVID has been a fear to, at least to us, to society, to our churches. But what is something that you've noticed that's happened with COVID, at least in our church or with us? I'd say it's definitely divided the church Ooh. on lots of oh, subjects. Yeah. Wow. You're about to get stoned. No, no, no. I'm, that's I'm literally all I got, man. Because then we're also a church that sometimes there are people in the church who get so offended by what we say mm. that if we choose to like condone like something, the people are like, no, I don't support that, and they leave. And so then we come up with this divided church <laughs> who is just like confused and doesn't know what is right and who is right well, when we already know that's, who's oh right. God, that's so but, true. Like, that, that is so true. We let outside sources dictate how we believe. But you know what it is? There's a difference in fear. People are fearful of things of this world, but that's different from the fear of the Lord. Mm. Um, you want to expound upon that? Yeah, what, yeah. Like the difference between the fear that the world gives and the fear of the Lord. Well, the fear of the Lord, like the Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So yes, when, when the Bible says the fear of the Lord, it's not saying for you to be scared of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because how can I serve a God that I'm afraid of? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I'm not scared of God. When it says fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's talking about that holy reverence. Yes. That you yes. know that you can't pass a certain line, mm-hmm. that I can't talk to God just any certain way. You know, there's that holy reverence, that's respect, almost like a son, the way he looks at a father. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, that he's not scared of it if he's a good father. He's not scared of his uh, father, but he knows he has to respect his there's father. Li- there's, there's, yes. boundaries. There's, that, there's there's certain boundaries that I can't cross right. as a son. Now, when we say the fear of the world, we're talking about I'm now I'm terrified of everything that's going on around me. Mm-hmm. Yet the Bible says that we are in the world, but we're not of, of the, the world. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if I am not of the world, why am I going to be scared of the things that happen in the world? I'm just passing by. I don't. I, I live here, but I, this is. I'm renting out Temporary. for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. But I'm not. I don't belong here. Our place is obviously in heaven, and and it brings to mind what we were talking about this stuff. Um. When 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 we talk about the the ten plagues that hit Egypt. Yes. Mm. Right. Um. Because the people of God were in Goshen, and the plagues were going on around them. Yet when you read tr- when you really read those couple verses that most people ignore we'll find a verse in in the book of exodus i believe it's chapter three chapter four give or take um that when the plague of darkness overcrept all of egypt the bible says that it crept all over the land except goshen except where the people of god were 
you know. So it's like if I am the son of God, if I am part of the church, I'm not saying I'm exempt to going through things. That's but right. what I'm going through is not going to overtake me. That's right. Yep. You know, if I have my faith and I put my trust, my confidence, my assurance in God, I can be in the middle of everything that's going on. But what's going on is not going to overtake me because I know who I put my trust into. Now, that's the thing is that a lot of us don't really realize who God is. People people think that God is just a a a thing that we worship because it's he because it's powerful and it just is it like it, they don't add significance to the word of God and to who God is. People forgot that God is the rock. Mm-hmm. You know, he's where we lie our our foundation on. Exactly. And a lot of I mean everyone got exposed in COVID. Like every ministry that I I mean at least that I've seen. And the that's the part is that their foundation, their trust wasn't uh, it wasn't um it wasn't on a fear of God it was on a fear of the world mm-hmm. but the the weird part about it was that people forget that God is love and also consuming fire yeah. so people think that they can do whatever they want and that God's not going to say anything about mm-hmm. it and that's the part that, that we can, we can continue elaborating there but we can go into something else um yeah if you would like i know you have something okay um let's see well before before we jump into another question i just wanted to add like mm-hmm. um a little bit based on what brother jose said is that in proverbs 2 it talks about the benefits of wisdom. And it says that if we accept these words and we store up these commandments, we turn our ears to wisdom and apply our heart to understanding. If we call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, if you search for it, if you seek for it, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. <laughs> and a lot of times people are fearful because they don't understand things. Wow. Yeah. But if we could understand the times we're living in, if we could understand that we are in the end times, we wouldn't be so fearful. And I think that's what is setting apart members of the church now from members who flaked out during COVID. Yeah. Because we can see, we we can see things are coming closer. We we can see the times when no one knows when the coming is, but we can see that we're living in Matthew 24. Sure. And that all these things are going around. So that should almost provoke joy within us yeah. to say that, hey, the bride, the groom is coming soon. The bride yes. has to get ready. Exactly. Because if not, we're going to get left behind. And that's that's the goal. That's the end. We don't want people to get left behind and we don't want to get left behind either. Yeah. Like, is that not the end goal? Like, I mean, that's that's the point. Yeah. And the, the thing is that, uh, especially when you're talking about, um, can you reread that? Yeah. I, I believe you, I don't know if you read it. kind of want to say something about that. Uh, Proverbs 2. One through uh, five. Yeah. My son, if you accept my words and store my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it for hidden tre- as for hidden treasure, then you'll understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Amen. And, and this is a, a pretty big thing that we can see now, especially with what's happening, not with just with the church, but with the youth of the church. Um, that a lot of us want to go through all the pro. Um, sorry, all, we want blessings, right? And we don't want to go through the processes, which is something we really commonly see. But here, God is describing that you wouldn't learn anything if God just gave you everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would it be? Imagine just God just gave you, a, a, you know, a job that's paying a hundred thousand dollars a year, right? And you're going, you're you're working at McDonald's, eight dollars an hour right now, yeah. barely making twenty thousand dollars an hour. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, yeah. sorry, a year. a year. And at this point, you're just, you know, you're barely making anything to having everything. And God hasn't prepared you to, to be financially stable, to be ready. And this, this has to do with the ministries as well. There's a lot, um, a lot of people take it within themselves. Oh, God spoke to me. God told me I'm going to be a pastor. And yeah. you know, they, their faith is based, is based on a word of man, mm-hmm. 
you know, and not, not on conviction from God or something that actually transformed them and said, oh, yeah, let me uh, let, let me dive deeper with this. Is my rock on Christ or is it on a, on a fear of, of what someone told me and not on something that God said to me? You know what's something something interesting that I wish more people would understand uh, and within the church is that faith is not reckless. Oh, yes. Oh, come on, say it. That is something that I truly wish people would understand, that faith is not reckless. Like you said, we have people that they say they're jumping into things or jobs or marriages or whatever based on a word of God. And fine, God speaks, of course, like yes. that. Yes. But but what? Uh, in order for me to get to see what God has spoken to me, there has to be some sort of preparation. Yes. Just because, for example, God spoke to me to be a pastor yesterday doesn't mean I'm going to have a church tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. There has to Come be on. a season of preparation if god told me this so it's like people use faith as a crutch and be like oh god told me this so they end up selling their houses selling their car leaving their kids leaving their spouses mm -hmm. all because god told me and then <laughs> they, we see then they start complaining be like god why am i going through this because faith is not reckless that's right yeah. faith is not doesn't cause you to do all these things faith causes you to walk in obedience okay god spoke to me and this thing, okay, then now my faith says I have to trust in God's timing. Yes. That he will make a way in his timing the yes. way he wants me to do. It. And I'm supposed to walk according to what he's telling me at that moment. Because mm -hmm. if not, we end up seeing what we see in a lot of people, destroyed marriages, destroyed families, destroyed ministries, all because they think that faith is reckless. Complete trust. And yeah, that's the least thing we do. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. We have Unfortunately. so much faith, where, but that's the least thing we have. Yeah. Wow, that's powerful. Um, I know that we have a, do you have any, well, before you answer a question, one of the things that we can see here is, um, and I just want to kind of, this is something that we can all talk about this really quick. Yeah. Um, and this is actually a study. Uh, there was a research that like COVID and everything and everything that happened with the pandemic, it caused a spike in faith. Mm. Right. But, and especially in this case, I kind of want to compare it to a scare because it was a temporary spike. Okay. How... Especially in these, for example, church church uh, closed down. I believe it was for like a few months or like three or four months. It came back up and then it closed back down. Mm -hmm. For what? It was pointless. It was pointless. Yeah. It was pointless. When we, it, it should never close from the beginning. Especially, um, thank God, that God had already transitioned and done his works uh, with me entering somewhere um, that wasn't afraid. Um, where the temple was the people and not the actual building. Yeah. Um, because... Unfortunately, we don't. I don't. I barely see anybody in the streets now, mm -hmm. um, because of COVID and everything that's happening. We don't see anybody worshiping or ministering in the streets anymore. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. I haven't really seen anything like that. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have, no. but I mean, why is there spikes? Why is there spikes in faith when it's COVID? I. I mean, this is this is maybe just an opinion, but I believe that people are confusing faith with an emotion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Faith is a conviction, not an emotion. My emotions change within the moment. That's yes. right. So it's like that. That's why we were talking about earlier. Um, whenever people have problems, all suddenly they're like they want to go to church and they want to serve God and want to do all this stuff. It's it's just yeah. in that moment. Yeah. But the minute God resolves their issue or, or that emotion <laughs> dies down, forget they it. They just they just go back to the thing. They yeah. forget who God is. Or whenever, like example, somebody in the world, whether a drug addict or a rapper, whoever, you know, they go through a a, a death scare. Because they took too much drugs. The first thing they do, they want to go to church and give their life to God. Yeah. Give them two weeks. Give them a week. Give them a two week. Give them a month. Most of the cases, they go right back. Why? Because they feel that that faith or whatever that they had was really just an emotion, not a conviction. Yes. Mm -hmm. the, Bible, the Bible says that conviction brings you to repentance, right. not an emotion. That's right. You know, because our emotions fluctuate with depending on what we're dealing with at that moment. Yep. 
Amen. Amen. What do you do, Karen? <laughs> Let's like, see. She's <laughs> quiet. I'm looking at her like, say something. You know, say something. <laughs> what do you think, Karen? Like, yeah, yeah. This is good stuff. Yeah. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. <laughs> good soup. We gotta put it right here. <laughs> good soup. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't um, know if you want to elaborate. It's it's Karen. it's it's really true what he's saying that um, and there's this saying I always say like when I'm with our youth and like like every anytime they ask me to give a Bible study, that um oftentimes if our faith is built on what we can see. Mm it's liable to be destroyed by any little change in what we see. But the thing is, like Brother Jose said, our faith is no longer an emotion, but is a deep-seated conviction, which is brought about by the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And because it's so deep-seated within us, it is not easily moved. It is not, or at least that's the plan, that's the hope, that mature Christians, because there's also a difference between immature and mature Christians, but we're not going to get into that. That's that's way too, that's a, that's a a can of words. Guys, forget you heard anything, but when our faith is truly set on the founder and finisher, when we fix our eyes on the founder and finisher of our faith, Jesus, that's when our faith becomes immovable because it's no longer set on what we see with our eyes, our physical eyes, but with our spiritual eyes set on the rock, we can have immovable faith wow wow i mean i even had to hear from that same response going off of both of you guys he said that and you just said off of if your faith is based off of something you can see there's a there's a uh there's a comma in there you know there, there's something that can affect the condition of your faith mm. based off what you see and here um i don't i don't know how to miss this uh he's a he's had a phd in psychology and then also i believe that's just psychology and one of the things he says is that religion was largely looked upon as an immature response to difficult times. Wow. 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 That's throw hands. Wow. That's throw hands. Sir, you clearly do not know. Like, if, if you really think about it, and that's, that's crazy because if we really, really think about it, wow. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing I can say about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, An immature response. And that is immature. Yeah. That's immature. Yeah. Well, that's, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, because if you only have faith in difficult times, do you really have faith? Mm. Oof, that's the that's the even deeper question. If I ha- if my faith was only persistent when I'm in a difficult moment, or vice versa, when I'm in a good, good moment, moment. <laughs> is it really faith? Right, mm. that's the have, issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's hundred percent. Karen, I know you had questions written down. Yeah, Karen, um, would you like to share one? Well, let me hear well, you, Karen. Le- let me just start off with saying, like, hearing all this as I'm processing it, I always like try to like sync them up with songs and stuff it's just something i do so the one song that popped into my head was um wait on you by maverick city mm. and i oh really loved it because it's all like you should just wait mm-hmm. and don't just act on what words that people say to you and yeah. um what was i gonna say uh, i had question. like an analogy of faith in my head that i also wanted to bring up was that it's like you're at a broken bridge mm-hmm. and it's jumping even though you can't see the other side mm. It's ah. the certainty when there's absolute uncertainty around you. Oh, wow. I like that. And, yeah. yeah. You guys, or should I jump into a question? Yeah, jump. Go hit for us it. with one. Hit, hit us with a question. Hit us with Shoot. These are all questions we've covered, actually. Really? 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 Yeah. Really? So, um, I have one, like, have you ever had a situation where you took a massive leap of faith in your life? Okay, that's different. That's, that's different. That's, that's, a, good that's, different. that's a good one. Oof. Who's, the, who's doing this? Um, throwing it in the air. Hey guys, Karen here. Don't miss out on next week's final installment of Counterculture. And don't forget to check out our and Jose Santiago's other platforms. God bless you guys.
next week on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> For me, I don't think it's like one specific leap of faith. I think it was like kind of like a bunch. Uh, where I kept on hearing the voice of God, but I was just like, is this the voice of God or is this the voice of man? The moment he started to have fear in his heart, he sunk. So there's no overlapping there. Do you think fear is an important component of faith? That is such a good question. Can you have faith without fear?